0: Song Cricket from the band King Pelican. It appears on their album The Good, The Bad, and the Reverb. And they gave us permission to play it here on this episode of Monster Kid Radio. This is episode 126, and I am your host, writer, producer Derek M. Cook. I want to welcome you back to the show. Any new listeners, welcome to the podcast devoted to the classic and sometimes not so classic genre cinema of yesteryear. And I'm excited because we are doing another monster kid editorial here on monster kid radio it's a monster kid thing it's an editorial thing i'm going to share with you some thoughts about the proposed universal monster franchise reboot mashup connected universe kind of thing that's going to be the meat of this episode of monster kid radio got a little bit of feedback as well we're going to drop into the mix as well which also includes the thoughts on this universal relaunch reboot thing from somebody who's appeared here on the show in the past. So we'll be playing that. And before we get to that, let's go ahead and tell you about the website, monsterkidradio.net, is where you can find everything you need to know about Monster Kid Radio between episodes. There are links to every single episode of the podcast at monsterkidradio.net. I'm talking 125 episodes of this podcast. And if you've got a favorite or you have some feedback about a previous episode or this one, drop me a line. There's contact information on our website. MonsterKidRadio at gmail.com is our email address. And our voicemail line is 503-479-5657. That's 503-479-5MKR. Also, on our website, you'll find our live 365 station, our YouTube channel, our Flickr album, as well as links to every single band that's appeared here on the show in the past, including King Pelican. There's a link to our Facebook group and a link to our Patreon page. I'll tell you about Patreon at the end of the episode if you aren't tired of me talking about Patreon yet. But we'll get to that at the end, like I said. Let we go ahead and get ready for this Monster Kid tutorial here on Monster Kid Radio... Right after this.
1: Hello, Christopher. What insanity are you up to today? Oh, hey,
0: Lydia. I'm downloading some movies.
1: What? (laughs) People are always telling me that's illegal.
0: Uh uh, not these. They're all public domain. Oh, look, Rescue from Gilligan's Island.
1: Let me see what you're doing. Oh, you're at archive.org. Well, they have thousands of films, TV shows, commercials, radio shows, and books available.
0: Yeah, but there are so many. I wish there's a podcast or something that would discuss these things. You know, give us an idea of what's worth the time.
1: Um, Christopher, there is. We do one.
0: <laughs> oh, that's right. We host Orphan Entertainment. Once a month, we pick something from archive.org and review and discuss it. <laughs> that sure is nice of us.
1: Sure. why don't you click over to orphan-entertainment.janja.net and remind yourself a little more about the show.
0: we <laughs> Will do. So let's see. That's orphan-entertainment.j-o-n-j-a.net. Hey, can we review the Gilligan's Island movie sometime?
1: Mm-hmm. We'll see, Christopher. We'll see.
2: On the grounds of Supermates' estates... There stands an ancient crumbling abode. This structure is said to contain unimaginable horrors, certain to chill your blood. Dare you enter the House of Frankenstein?
1: You're insane. Don't tell me
2: of it. I don't want to hear. I've changed my mind. I won't do it. In September and October, join the Baron Franklin Stein and his bride. Woman. Prayer. Yes. I want prayer. For four bone-chilling episodes as they discuss some of your favorite classic horror films. I am Dracula and I welcome you to my house.
1: My name is Horace
2: and resurrect and dissect some of the greatest monsters in cinema history.
1: There's an old poem.
2: Even a man who is pure in heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolf bane blooms. And the autumn moon is bright. But don't fear, comic fans. This house is full of dusty long boxes containing your favorite superheroes, encounters with the supernatural,
1: Holy vampires, Batman! We're surrounded!
2: Your horror host will unravel a harrowing adventure each episode. Now, Superman, you will feel the bite of Dracula! This house of horrors can be found at www.supermatescomic.blogspot.com or on iTunes by searching for Supermates.
1: Go quickly! Go! Oh. Yes! yes
2: I So, grab your crucifix in Wolfsbane, light your candle, and explore the blood soaked corridors of the House of Frankenstein. We'll be expecting you. Go now. And heaven help you. Meeting adjourned.
0: No, I thought we'd kick this off with some feedback first. This is an email that was sent to us at monsterkidradio at gmail.com. It comes from Chris Franklin from the Supermates podcast. You can find them over at supermatescomic.blogspot.com or just go back to that promo I played a couple of seconds ago. Anyway, here's the email. Hi, Derek. I thoroughly enjoyed your broadcast of Gregory William Make's presentation on The Black Cat. I will admit, when I finally saw the film last year... I didn't feel it quite lived up to the hype I had heard about it for years. In hindsight, I don't think I was quite prepared for its utter bizarreness. I plan on rewatching it soon to see if my opinion changes, and this certainly motivated me to move that up my movie schedule. I will agree with the consensus that Karloff and Lugosi are fantastic in the film, and isn't that the point? I'm looking forward to hearing more about your take on the Universal Monster reboot. I admit I would feel better if the names involved had some prior connection to horror films, but who knows? Most of the producers involved in the Marvel Universe movies were fairly unknown commodities when that series began, and look at them now. The idea of an integrated Universal er, universe seems appropriate to me, since they were, as far as I know, the first studio to do such a thing with Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman it being as equal to both characters' prior films. Well, I hope you enjoy The Black Cat if you give it a rewatch. It definitely is odd, especially considering the time. I am really looking forward to Meg's upcoming book about the film. I'm looking forward to reading the original script and seeing some of the the behind-the-scenes and all that. His books are fantastic. If you haven't read any of Meg's books, you're really missing out. And if he brings the same level of readability and research to The Black Cat books that he's got coming out in October, well, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm excited. And I hope you dig the film. In fact, if you do rewatch it, maybe let us know what you thought. As far as the Universal Monster reboot, well, that is the subject of this week's episode. It is the second official Monster kid tutorial here on Monster Kid Radio. Now, in November of 2013, the website Deadline Hollywood mentioned Universal's upcoming reboot of The Mummy, calling it Universal's Pictures All-New Epic Action Adventure. Andy Muschietti was attached as the director at that time, with Alex Kurtzman, Roberto Orsi, and Sean Daniel attached as producers. John Spates was listed as a screenwriter. Now, According to the Internet Movie Database, Andy Muschietti was the second director attached to the project. He replaced Len Wiseman. But now, at least according to the IMDb, Kurtzman himself is set to direct. Wiseman left due to scheduling conflicts, whereas Muschietti left due to those oft-cited creative differences. Now, Kurtzman's recent background is filled with giant transforming robots and the occasional web-slinger on the big screen, as well as alternate realities and Headless horsemen on the small screen. He's also been involved in the Star Trek and the Hawaii 5 reboots, as has Roberto Orsi. Now, after working with people like Kevin Smith, John Carpenter, Matthew McConaughey, and Jean-Claude Van Damme, producer Sean Daniel would go on to work on the Brendan Fraser Mummy franchise and its spin-off, Scorpion Gang series, as well as 2010's The Wolfman. Chris Morgan has also been attached to the project. Now, he's primarily a writer with some Fast and the Furious in him. Universal was already in the works on a new Dracula film. That's something to keep in mind. Now, that would be the movie Dracula Untold, which is set to be released in October this year. Now, I've seen the trailers for this one, and it looks suspiciously like 2000's TV movie Dark Prince, The True Story of Dracula, which I remember kind of liking, but it's been years since I've watched that one. The website Screen Ranch states that Kurtzman and Morgan are reassessing projects like Dracula Untold and a reboot of The Invisible Man when it comes to this new version or vision of the cohesive Universal Monsters universe, even though there seems to be very little happening with this Invisible Man reboot these days. David S. Goyer is the driving force behind it, and in the past, and I'm talking like within the past three or four years, he said some encouraging things like this new movie would be a period piece. However, he also likened it to the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes films, which are certainly more action-packed and rated PG-13. But one of the reasons being bandied about behind Andy Michietti's decision to leave the Mummy reboot was that the studio was pushing for something more family-friendly than he was wanting to do. Remember, this is the guy who directed Mama. Now, I don't have a lot of concern over the rating, actually. The original Universal Monster Cycle was a relatively bloodless affair overall, anyway and they're all still very effective at what they do. I suppose if you look at the time period in which they were released, the earlier films were pretty intense for the audience, and what was being done film-wise at the time, but again, I'm not concerned over PG ratings now for these monster movies if it's a matter of toning down the blood and gore. In fact, I'd actually prefer that. I don't want to see these movies rely on blood and gore. What I would be concerned with is an approach that turns these into action movies first. I don't think it's a coincidence that The Mummy was being touted as the first in this new plan to unite the Universal monsters in this reboot. The Brendan Fraser Mummy films still might have a little bit of pull box office and pop culture-wise. The roller coaster ride is even still running in the Universal theme parks. The Wolfman remake didn't exactly make a huge splash, and even though there was an animated prequel to it, the 2004 Van Helsing wasn't quite what Universal expected. Although, the film scores for these films, and even the Van Helsing prequel, are pretty good. The Mummy also doesn't have its roots in the realm of public domain, like Dracula or Frankenstein does. There are a handful of non-universal Dracula and Frankenstein projects that have come out recently, or are coming out soon. So going with The Mummy, whether it's Imhotep, Karis, or even Clarice, could be a safer bet in terms of owning their four new audiences monster-based brand from the beginning. That said, this new Mummy movie would be well-served to build itself as its own entity, apart from the Fraser film, if Universal is really going to try to launch a brand new franchise. Do we actually need a new franchise, or a connected universe? Well, one of my favorite films growing up, and even today, is 1987's The Monster Squad. Now, director Fred Decker co-wrote this Monster Mash movie with Shane Black... Insert Black and Decker joke here. And they nailed it. As Dick Rudolph and Michael Cimbello's end title song tells us in that little rap, (laughs) the movie features Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, a wolfman, a mummy, and a gill man. And, spoiler, well, I think it should have taken a little bit more than a shotgun blast to take out the creature from the Black Lagoon stand-in. The movie itself delivers for me. I love this film, and I'm sure part of it has to do with my age and when I saw it.
2: Who to call when you have ghosts, but who do you call when you have monsters? We're the monster squad. What's a squad? It's like Miami Vice, I think. They're young and inexperienced.
1: No Virgin. virgins.
2: They're a bit disorganized. Monsters are not real.
1: We don't know that, sir. 2,000-year-old dead guys do not get up and walk away by themselves. But
2: when strange things start happening in town... There's a monster in my closet. Whoa, look at that big, scary monster! What's happening? You're the werewolf. Silver bullet? They're the only ones ready to do battle. So he's is killing people. And if it's monsters, nobody's gonna do a thing about it but us. Uh... Soon the creatures of the night show. rule go monsters? Oh. Huh? Midnight in the world, remember? Maybe we can be like mass Squad and Stitch, you know? Two mass Bombs. We got a 1035. Six back
1: up.
2: Hurry up! Bonita Squad. The book is right.
1: Don't you see it's all true? By midnight... You
2: guys! They won't seem so young anymore.
0: Monster Squad. Wolfman's
2: got
0: me! In the Monster Squad, Dracula refers to Frankenstein's monster as his old friend. They know each other, and they did in the original Universal films, too. Frankenstein meets the Wolfman brought the monster and Larry Talbot together, and then the House of Frankenstein and House of Dracula films brought the Vampire Lord into the mix. Now, the mummy never really had a connection to the Big Three on screen, and same for the creature from the Black Lagoon. There is that Invisible Man cameo and Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, but is it a real connection? Is it just a cameo, a joke? It's a stretch either way. I like the continuity and connectedness of the big three Universal Monster movies, and I have no problem finding a way to connect the mummy to the big three. I've heard some talk about throwing the Phantom of the Opera into the mix. I guess I could see that. The Invisible Man can work, sure. Creature from the Black Lagoon? I mean, I don't mind thinking about it, but it does seem to be a bit more of an awkward blend, as the creature is so... 50s, and the other entrants in this new Universal Universe... well, they're not. But if they can find a way to make it work, then good for them. What I wouldn't really care for, though, is finding a way to shoehorn the sometimes-talked-about Tom Cruise Van Helsing project into this whole thing, and that's about all I want to say about that. Now, I suppose this does bring up one of the biggest concerns I think we should all have about this cohesive Universal Monster Universe. Who will be the heroes? Are the movies going to be about the monsters, or those who stand against them? Is it a Van Helsing versus Dracula film, or something else? As much as the Hugh Jackman film really blew some opportunities, the idea of a Van Helsing as an overall monster hunter of some sort does have its appeal, especially if you take the Van Helsing character out of his traditional European setting. I'd love to see Van Helsing running around the desert dealing with all kinds of mummy bandage wrapped undead. Now that said, having Van Helsing tick off the Universal Monsters in a series of monster hunting films could get pretty boring pretty quickly. So, what does that leave us? The monsters as protagonists? Well, there is some appeal to seeing how two immortal undead might face off against each other. A Dracula versus Imhotep confrontation with a long game buildup and all of that, that could be very, very cool. Have it span over a period of time, several years, and you don't have the problem that I already mentioned over having the 1950s creature from the Black Lagoon getting involved. This entire reboot slash rebranding could be not just a world-spanning, monster-spanning affair, but a time-spanning one too. Granted... That might be a hard sell to the typical PG-13 audience. However they do it, though, it will be a fine line, a balancing act. You'll need compelling stories in each individual installment that stand alone while being aware of the connections between the movies. Marvel seems to be pulling that off pretty well, so there's already a template that can be followed, or at least have inspiration drawn from. But these shouldn't be superhero movies, or even supervillain movies. They should be monster movies first and foremost. And they should look good. Now we need some practical effects and makeup in there. If Rick Baker isn't involved, I mean, come on. And let's not get too creative with the iconic monster designs. I know, I know, the flat-top Frankenstein's monster head isn't true to the source material and probably isn't even realistic in terms of what a monster, cobbled together with the bits and pieces of assorted corpses, would really look like. But if we're talking about relaunching the universe, there are some basics, some standards that need to be upheld. On top of that, it gives you a lot more marketing cachet right off the bat. I'm talking about media tie-ins, toys, t-shirts, all of that. It's already there. Now, I've read some interesting ideas online from other fans who've broken down what they'd like to see in this Universal reboot, and I have my own wish list. Like I said, I don't want to see the monster designs too far removed from what we've already seen. I want to see the Gilman handled with respect. I want to see well-developed female characters along with the male characters. I want great, gorgeous music. I want actual production design, not just something shot in front of a green screen, etc., etc. Now, of course, I don't have any say so. But if Universal wants my ticket money... I hope they remember to cater to someone like me, and like a lot of you, while casting their wide net, trying to get as many people into the theater as possible. I think more universal monster action, the better. I think that while we are all monster kids and we all love this stuff, let's be honest, we're a niche group. And I'm not saying that we want to grow and we have to have a lot of people in our club. But it would be kind of nice that if we opened up our clubhouse doors, there might be a few more Monster Kids in the making or in the wings who just waiting to join us and talk about the classic movie monsters as much as we want to talk with them about the new stuff coming. I hope Universal can pull this off. I'm hopeful. Now, at first, I wasn't. At first, I think if you go back and listen to the previous episode of Monster Kid Radio where I first brought this up, I was hesitant. But at this point, I'm cautiously curious. I hope that we're going to find out that the people involved, Kurtzman, Orsi, and all of them, are closet monster kids Watch these movies growing up, or on video, or have a horror host, something like that. I want to find out that they've got some monster kid in them, and that's what I want to see brought to
1: the big screen. Hey, Derek, it's Joe from d2rights.blogspot.com, here to weigh in on Universal's plan to unite all its classic monsters into one Marvel-like universe. Well, I'm not sure that they hired the right fellows for the job, and it sounds like they probably didn't, I'm 100% in favor of this concept. Why? Well, it goes back to those questions I used to have as a kid watching these movies on TV. Who would win in a fight? Dracula or Frankenstein? I didn't know back then, of course, that the correct term was Frankenstein's monster, but whatever. I had a series of action figures called the Remco Mini Monsters based on all the Universal characters. So, in my mind, they already were part of a connected universe. They met all the time. And of course, Universal did a whole bunch of monster mashup movies on its own back in the day House of Dracula, House of Frankenstein, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, etc., etc., etc. But the continuity was always spotty, you know, because the movies would be released a few years apart, and people didn't have cable TV or DVD or streaming video back then. So now is a chance to go back and do it right. Make a fully integrated universal uh, universe. Why not? I approached this project with optimism. After Van Helsing, this can only be a step up. This has been Joe from d2rights.blogspot.com. You know, I think
0: Joe nailed it. Now, Joe is the Ed Wood expert that we had here on the show back in episode number 79, Ed 80, and even on episode number 83. The guy knows his Ed Wood stuff. If you aren't following d2rights.blogspot.com, you're missing out not just on his Ed Wood research, everything else that he happens to post over there as well and he's right he nailed it ultimately we're gonna get to see the monsters battle each other at least that's what we're hoping for fingers crossed right now as much as I love these classic universal monster movies I love the old monster movies love them absolutely adore them most of my movie collection these days is made up of these types of movies I also have a soft spot for the Friday the 13th films yeah I know they're not very monster kid friendly not really relevant to what we talk about here on monster kid radio But I do think it's relevant to the conversation that we're having here regarding the potential Universal Monster reboot rebranding. I love these Friday the 13th movies, and I like the Nightmare on Elm Street films, too. And I really enjoyed Freddy vs. Jason. I went to go see it in the theater opening weekend, and I've got it on Blu-ray now. However, gotta be honest, when I pop that movie in to watch now, I don't watch the setup I don't watch all the stuff with the humans talking about Jason Voorhees this and Freddy Krueger that. I fast forward to the end to watch Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger fight it out. And that's what ultimately I want to see in these Universal Monster movies like Joe. I want to see the Frankenstein monster and the Wolfman go at it one more time. I want to see the Wolfman and Dracula get into it. I want to throw the mummy into the mix. I want to see the Invisible Man face off against maybe a mad scientist like Dracula. You know, he did get the whole mad scientist thing in House of Frankenstein, House of Dracula. So I'd love to see the Invisible Man and Dracula go at it that way. And you know what? If you're going to bring in other mad scientists and other universal-like monsters, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde are kind of sort of in that wheelhouse. Bring in the Phantom of the Opera. Why not? Get him involved. I mean, he's all clever and devious and sneaky, and well, he was a trap maker. I mean, can you imagine the traps of the Phantom of the Opera in the House of Dracula? I mean, that would be fun. It'd be great to see these monsters get it on And get it done. That's ultimately something that I think we all really want to see in these Universal monster movies. And like I said earlier, a long game, something between Imhotep and Dracula, I'm down. Sign me up. I am cautiously optimistic and really looking forward to seeing where this reboot goes. Universal Unite! That's going to do it here on episode 126 of Monster Kid Radio. I want to thank everybody for listening. Like I said, you can find us over at monsterkidradio.net where there's links to everything Monster Kid Radio related including our Patreon page. Next month, I'm going to start rolling out some of the rewards for people who have participated in our Patreon campaign. If you're a patron of the show, you're going to get a shout-out here in the show. You're going to hear your name in the credits of the podcast. You're going to see your name on the website in a Special Thanks section. You can help us program the show by suggesting potential Monster editorial topics. You can even potentially pick a movie for us to talk about here on the podcast. And depending on what level you come in as a patron, you might even get something in the mail from the Monster Radio headquarters. Next week on Monster Kid Radio, I've got somebody who's been on the show before, and I've got somebody who's never been on the show as a guest lined up. This weekend, I'm looking to record with Stephen D. Sullivan and... Christopher page from the orphaned entertainment podcast. We're going to be talking about an underwater monster movie. No, it's not creature, but it's one that I'm looking forward to follow us over on Facebook because over the weekend, I'm going to post a graphic, an image to the Facebook page that'll let you guys and gals know what movie we're going to be talking about on next week's episodes of monster kid radio. Monster Kid Radio is a registered service mark of Monster Kid Radio, LLC. All the original content of Monster Kid Radio by Monster Kid Radio, LLC is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported license. Of course, that doesn't apply to the song Cricket. That belongs to King Pelican. It appears on this episode of Monster Kid Radio. With their permission, look them up on Facebook and let them know that Monster Kid Radio sent you. It's on their album, The Good, The Bad, and The Reverb. Talk to everybody next week.